Yeah. Well, welcome to the show. Is is my mic working this go around, Jack? Yeah. Uh, well, comment. Let us know if you are part 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 of the show. You can get off that. That's that's our podcast logo, and that's Mike Panaleone. And I'm wearing I'm wearing green because it's the Christmas time of year. It's the Bears. High school versus club, the forever fight between good and evil. A lot to cover in today's show. The San Diego Surf continues to stamp their brand everywhere, like RSL. We're used to that here. LGBTQ training is coming to you soccer. You better get used to it. 100 hours of training, that's coming. We have referee shortage in high school soccer. That's not a shocker. Um, how legitimate is USYS Elite 64? Are you a part of that program? Do you support it? Do you like to rob young minds from high school soccer because you wanted to go to Florida and be hang out with Mickey Mouse and all that stuff and have a great weekend on the um, youth soccer dime so you can go to Florida with your family and cancel them from high school soccer? You might be one of those people. And um, we're going to have the club or high school debate. Should you play for... Uh, do a college showcase in uh, San Diego or in Florida or something and not do a high school at all. But first we have El Rojo with us. What's up, El Rojo? How are you? I'm good. Yeah. We're, we got a lot to talk about. And also is uh, jet jet. I got to switch cameras. So let's see. Jet. Oh, crud. All right. Uh, things in the way. What's in the way. Well, I know, but I'm oh, I'm I'm stuck on this thing too. I gotta undo this. Hopefully, hopefully this lasts. Uh, uh, change battery. Oh no, he's gonna die. I gotta plug him in. It's a low budget show. All right, so uh, Jet is with us, and he's and he's sporting the. Um, ugh. This is the best we can do. All right, so it just died. It died. Yeah, well, he's back. Go back. He's back. All right. So Jet Jet's gonna. Uh, he's wearing his messy uh, uh, jersey. So Vardy messy all day as he won his first World Cup and only World Cup. Um, Jet has a joke for us. Let's. And I'm let, leaving. So. And then he's gonna leave. Make sure the one joke wonder. Have your voice on. Yeah, he's okay, in. Okay, can you hear me? Yep. Okay. What do you call cheese that doesn't belong to you? What do you call cheese that doesn't belong to you? Hold on, Jet. Comment, do you know the answer to this joke? Anyone out there? Comment. Tell uh, t- tell the pun, or uh, say it again. What is it? Nacho cheese. Nacho cheese? Oh, not your cheese. Got it. All right, and that's uh, that's uh, uh, Jet. The end of me. All right, Jet is gone. He's going to shut the door all the way this go around. See ya. And that was Jet. And he's a, we, yeah. should, we should always have like a joke. Like a joke. A jet joke. A jet joke? Oh, yeah, I Every, think so. Yeah. I think we should. So I, I'm getting ready for our 11th annual uh, parents versus uh, kids soccer game. We do it every Christmas. You, you can see us on YouTube. We have, uh, I think, like eight of them posted on YouTube in fast motion. We play up to 10. And oh, I guess we're sponsored by Dr. Pepper. Holy cow. All right. Well, um, I don't even know what we're talking about. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's year 11 playing. So tell me, Jack, what's the record right now? Um, it's you guys are. We have eight wins. Yeah. We have two. And you have two. Yeah. yeah. And you won the last two titles. I don't think that's going to happen again. Yeah, we'll um, uh, comment, let us know. Do you think the parents are going to win this Christmas? 
mother, and father. Versus four children. Cody's coming back. Um, she's been rock climbing, but she hasn't been playing enough soccer. So I think I got, uh, we'll have an advantage there. Um, my wife has learned the art of the toe poke, so that'll help. And uh, very excited about it. And, and show them the backyard. I got a couple of pictures of our backyard. All right. So there, I, re- I just spray painted our field. I got a little foot tennis thing going. And then I also have, show the other picture. This is, I built those, um, those, uh, what is that, cornhole, but soccer yeah. version, you kick balls into them. I built that. Proud of me. That was during COVID when we couldn't do anything. Still feels kind of like that right now. But we are going to move on. Jack, what do you think about the World Cup? Uh, I think it was the best one. Best one ever? Yes. Yeah. Well, uh, comment. Let us know what your thoughts of the World Cup. Let us know. And that flipping Megan. Maybe it's always coming. So get off, Megan. It's not a Smashing Megan Rapino. Every show, every Sunday, come out, support us, like this, uh, like this podcast, share this podcast to all those that are friends of Megan Rapino. If you support Megan Rapino, we support Megan Rapino. We bring her on every show, giving her free marketing in this huge podcast we run. My audio sounds goofy. I don't like it. I think it's fine. So last last week we had test. No, it's not fine. I think I wasn't even on it right. I can't even tell. There, that's better. Megan Rapino, she's always trying to look for, uh, you know, support. Look at us. We won two World Cups in a row. Look at us. You know, France almost did it and they didn't. Well, yeah, I get it. But there's a little thing called freedom, Megan Rapino. Freedom. Around the world where women have rights. Well, they have more rights than America. That's why we do so well, because we can actually have all the athletes. It's not like that everywhere else. You're not going to get a Moroccan uh, women's national team to step it up like the Ben side because of freedom. We have freedom, so be grateful. And always, hand across heart, be grateful for where we live in America, where we have freedom, lots of freedom, a lot of, lot of women's rights, ability to play soccer. That's why we do well. So a lot of PKs in this World Cup. And very stressful. Messi had to take two, two PKs today, and Mbappe, three, three PKs, and they made all, all of them. Yeah. And it was very stressful, but not as stressful as this PK. What a shot. Very good, very good. Now, Jack, I can't, you're red hair, man. I can't see anything. There you go. Um, so that was the longest recorded penalty kick ever taken. And this, so there's no time frame. You just do that. Do you have the guts to do that? I'm going to encourage those I coach at Millennium High School, please take your time on the PK. See what they do. Let's let's get AIA to change the rules and say, you know what? You cannot do that. Change the rules. Like um, when they change the, the score line, you only can score 
eight after 60 minutes, it's over if you have an advantage of eight. Do you hear that, Jack? Yeah. Is that like did. a faucet or something? Sound like it, yeah. Dude, we have issues here. Thin walls at the Cameron household. But, um, yeah, so Messi, best player ever, Jack? What do you think? Yes. Well, I'm not sure. But there's this amazing video about Pele did it first on TikTok. I don't know if you guys see it. Um, it's gone viral, but uh, show uh, Pele did it first. Everything your favorite player did, Pele did it first. Let's start. Ronaldo, the chop, Pele did it first. Cruyff, Ton, Pele did it first. And then, of course, Zenedine Zidane, Pele did it first. Iniesta's dribbles, Pele did it first. Different kinds of skills, Pele did it first. These are things that if you don't watch and if you don't analyze and if you don't see, you might think that the modern player started it first. But Pele did it first. Same thing with Maradona. Look at this skill by Zenedine Zidane here. Pele did it first. Pele did it first. Even the bicycle kick by Ronaldo, Pele did it first. This by Messi, Pele did it first. And it's so incredible to really watch and analyze the beautiful game through the lenses of the people that came before us. The people that put on a show that carried football on their backs, literally, so that the modern guys can actually play in this glorified and level-headed world where players are respected and paid what they're supposed to be paid. Pele did it first. Most of the skills, Pele did it first. Most of the run-ins, Pele did it first. The free kicks, even to free kicks, look at this, even to technique, Messi uses left foot, Pele also used his left foot, called it to the corner. Even to this Roberto Carlos style of shot, Pele did it first. Even to this, to this particular goal right here, look at this, the same thing, Pele did it first. To the bicycle kick, Pele did it first. It's amazing when you study players like this and you understand why the old guys think that he's the greatest. That's crazy. That's absolutely crazy. Paley did do it first. And to have footage, I haven't seen any of that footage until TikTok. I can't imagine growing up not being able to see games like you can see today, to see other athletes do things and and be able to learn so much faster because of technology. That's ridiculous. Um, so, you know, Pele, Maradona, I cannot believe how good uh, they are, especially Maradona. I mean, the, the real debate to me is Maradona versus Pele, and Messi's uh, a distant third for me. But uh, just because of the technolo technology, it's crazy. And they didn't have to, they didn't have the science of HGH and growth hormone uh, at seven years old to help Messi grow taller and stuff. They didn't have any of that. Love Messi, best player in the world now, but Pele and Maradona, different level. I remember when I learned how to do a one-footed rainbow. I Someone told me uh, that their brother could do a one-footed rainbow. So there's one kid I was coaching 
And he had a brother that played a high level in uh, Washington, D.C. and said, hey, my, my brother can do a one-footed ram. I'm like, what? I only heard of it. And it took me like a year and a half to figure it out. But if I saw step-by-step on YouTube, like my one-footed rainbows that are being taught on YouTube, uh, yeah, I would have learned it quick. Not It wouldn't have took me a year and a half. I would have learned it much quicker. I only heard it could be done. Yeah, I couldn't imagine back in the day trying to learn that, all that. But that, we have to uh, move on. But net, do you feel a little bit for Ronaldo? You know, the whole who's the best player in the world right now, Ronaldo, Messi, who's the best ever, who's the true GOAT. Let's put Maradona and Pele to the side. Yeah, I kind of feel for Ronaldo because Messi just captured it. It's affected Ronaldo so much. It's affected his supporters. Yep. That's too bad. Moving on. News from Bazinga.com. Empire Surf joins the surf soccer family. Launching immediately, two successful youth soccer clubs will join forces to become Empire Surf Soccer Club, bringing elite programming and expanding the opportunity uh, to Temecula Valley. In the word of youth sports, a surf brand in a renowned for professionalism, elite event management, high quality coaching, and most importantly, a deep commitment to player development, resulting in hundreds of all-American athletes and thousands of scholarships. Our mission is to create experiences and opportunities for kids, and we're, we're excited to announce the next step towards achieving the goal in Southern California. What? Now, for the for my many listeners around the world, I live in Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, well, actually, Avondale, Arizona, a suburb of Phoenix. And we have a surf soccer club right here. We don't have a surf. We have the desert. We have cactus. But we have a surf soccer club. And guess what? It's the same crap that it was before. It was AZFC before. It's the same crap. It's the same people. Oh, don't worry. They called them the surf. Why do they do these things? And this is kind of the nature where this podcast is going when we get to the Elite 64, the the big scam there to get kids not to be able to play high school soccer, which we'll be bringing up shortly. It's a scam. They do it because they need to reinvent themselves all the time because if they say the same, they'll figure them out. So they create a mask. Okay, yeah, we're not AZFC. You know, we didn't abuse children. We didn't have a pedophile hired and all that stuff. Not saying they did, but I'm just saying, you know, they just hide all that or surf now. It's the same people. It's equivalent to the KKK. You're like, Coach Cameron, KKK, what are you talking about? They put a sheet over their head to hide who they really are. Take the sheet off. You know who they are? You, You just look at their players. That's it. Now, why is Surf doing it? Why? Because they need money. It's a big money grab. So if it wasn't, Surf wouldn't be producing players like that. Here's the elite of the elite Surf players, all the ones, all the All-Americans that moved on. This is what they teach. This is what they look like.
And that's the soccer I see. So, you know, those are all surf girls. I don't know, but that's what it looks like. I was at Jack and I were at Surf Cup, and that's what I saw. You can blame the fields all you want, but, you know, when you kick the ball, it hits you in the face, back into the goal, that's not yours. Uh, Yeah, it's a problem. The thing is, like, don't get, don't get all. Butt hurt. Oh, you, well, you saw, I'm parser. I don't care if you're parser. It doesn't matter. If you're good, your players will be good. The thing I say all the time, and I'll get to a couple questions right now because we have a bunch right now. Um, the And Jack, it, have you been putting the comments up as the show goes? Okay. Always do that, and then we'll, we'll answer some of them. Um, so there was a coach, which his name will rename, uh, well, remain... Should I say it? No, I'm not going to say it. He coaches at CCV. How's that? He was coaching. He had tryouts. And after uh, he posts on Facebook, after four years coaching this girl, I had the displeasure of cutting her because she didn't make the cut. She wasn't good enough. And I was like, what are you talking about? She paid thousands of dollars for your expertise to develop her to the next level. And you cut her. That's that's on you. That's on you. You failed her. Where's your development coach? It's a coach's fault. And that's why I coach high school and I see this club club girls once a year. Has their technique gotten better or is it been, or this is it the same? Or has it gotten worse? A huge percentage. Huge. Maintain the same level or get worse. It's ridiculous. Uh, I'm sorry. But that's what I see. Should I be dishonest and lie? No, it is. All right, uh, question. Yeah, uh, Mike Major said, do you like the mercy rule they implemented? No, absolutely not. I hate it. Now, listen, I don't, it's more of a coaching problem. Like, I, when we scored a lot of goals at Millennium, but we score goals that weren't like just go through people and just destroy them physically and mentally and all that stuff. Sometimes it just happens by um, the nature of the game, but not the physical side, but to take that away and shrink these games to 60 minutes because you, you actually scored eight is ridiculous because you're punishing everybody. And I get, you know, there's some coaches that just run up the score and they don't teach anything. But for me, I'm, I'm teaching, I'm rotating, I'm giving JV kids the opportunity to play. I'm doing all those things. And we're being punished because our, our program is organized in such a way we play soccer that not only develops everybody, but we play in such a way that sometimes we're doing really well and we're getting punished with minimum time. I don't like it at all. It's, it, it, we went from 90 minutes to 80 to 60 whatever so and now maybe we can schedule better better competition but it, it's you can't do that all the time you're you, you you are in a region where you're at so i don't know um i it's more of a coaching creating rules to change coaching different problem this is what i hope this show uh can help with is calling out the the garbage that we see on the sideline and the coaches that don't do what's best for the game, which is a lot. 
education through abuse from this podcast is the way to go. So, and uh, when mother, mother, mother posted that she is not, she thinks you guys are going to win. Yeah. That's what she said. Why? I don't know. Whatever. I'm drinking water. I'm drinking water all this week so I can survive that game and we will win. Any other questions Um, that I should address now? All right, good. Okay, from the NPR, what's being done to stop adults' misbehavior at youth soccer games? And I kind of covered this last show, but I didn't like the sound quality and everything, so I'm going to cover it real briefly, real quick. Coaches and parents berate the refs and yell at their kids and at each other. Physical assaults have broken out. Adults' sideline behavior at youth sport uh, sports event has gotten so bad there's a national re- referee shortage, not to mention it's taken the fun out of the game. Why would you want to officiate? That's why. That's why you want to officiate because you're hoping when you do get hit, that guy has lots of money. You can sue for everything he has. Um, yeah, reading on. Let's not call the adults... Uh, okay, this is Brian Barlow. He gives advice. A longtime collegiate soccer referee, an adult is responsible. An adult understand that it's no longer their moment. It's their child's moment. Ew, I don't even know. I don't even know what's in the parents' uh, uh, heads that they have to go nuts to the point where they're going to attack a referee, whether it's social media or posting on Twitter or whatever, or physical assault. <laughs> physical assault. I actually had Brian Barlow, who just appeared, I think, on an HBO um, series, uh, Brian Gumble on sports. Uh, I also had a uh, podcast with Brian Barlow, and I'll, I'll put the link in the uh, description after the show if it's not already on there. According to the National Federation of High School Associations, some 50,000 high school officials, about 20% quit in 2018 to 2021. I wouldn't ref. I don't want to be attacked like this guy. Now, I have a problem with officials we currently have in high school. A lot of officials we have are seasonal, and I have no idea what a foul is anymore. That's what it feels like. I don't know what a foul is anymore. And these officials, it's getting nuts. And what's even worse, our last game, and even on Jack's game, the for what the better official is now doing the JV games, and then the weakest official is doing the varsity game. Comment, let me know. Is that happening in East Valley or just in the West Valley? And who's the signer in the West Valley? Probably should look him or her up and uh, file a complaint. What's your problem? Do better. I don't know. But I don't blame no one wanting to officiate. It is not a fun job. AIA makes it difficult by insinuating crazy rules like taunting, which is a straight ejection. AIA, AIA you must be doing better with officials. If soccer um, officials, oh, this is the soccer officials um, that never played and officials that don't understand how to manage a game because they, they didn't play. They don't have 
you know, they're a seasonal referee. They're, they're not current on what's going on in the game. And they, they don't understand what a cleats up tackle is. Now, I, I'm not expecting too many things to happen with uh, changes with AIA because they really don't care about soccer. I truly believe they don't care. They're overwhelmed with whatever they're doing, you know, basketball, football, you know, we're going to, we're going to play in these stadiums and all that soccer. Let's put them at some high school field and make sure the field is facing the sun and find a football field like Coronado high school where the the field runs east, west. So you're guaranteed to look at the sunset. That's what, that's what AIA does, but we're going to have a skyrocketing injury plague that's going to hit all these uh, high school teams because it's out of control. It, players are, are getting murdered. Now, uh, I saw a player, this a player jumped up for a ball. The defender came around and jumped up and elbows him into his temple, knocks him out to the point where he was, as he was falling, he was completely knocked out. His arms were up like that. It was like a scary scene and no, no card until after the referee realized um, this kid might be dead, and uh, then he gives him a yellow, and it was a complete elbow to the to the you know the temple, just t- totally took him out. But th- these referees, they're just thrown into it, and they don't know. And kids are getting uh, uh, cleated up. There's a reason it's a straight red for cleats up tackles, but these referees don't know. It's too fast for them. They they don't know. It's kind of like when you're trying to understand. Uh, something in a conversation that you have no background in. If you don't have like a, a, a background in, in certain historical uh, pieces of a conversation, you're not going to be able to understand what's going on. It's kind of like game. If you never played it, you don't watch it and you're a seasonal thing. You're just doing it for the money and you decide to do it because there's a, a shortage. Injuries are going to happen because they don't know what's going on. And these kids aren't stupid. They're going to take advantage of it. But you know who is stupid? These coaches that allow it. That kind of behavior, that's a problem. And you, co- you high school coaches out there, if you have these crazies, and I see them all the time, where you have you know a very athletic psychopath that's going to be running through uh, kids and hurting them, whatever they can, because they're getting beat or whatever it might be the case, and you don't do anything about it, you're complicit. You're complicit in this whole situation. Protect the student athlete. Protect everybody. These officials can't do the job. So coaches out there, you have to step up and help because it's becoming so dangerous. This is what high school soccer is now looking like. Aan de voet heeft natuurlijk ook geen haast. Oeh, en een lelijk onderuit getrapt door Simonis. That's what it looks like. Comment, let us know. Is that what you see? Out of control, whatever. 
I don't even know what a foul is anymore. It is a problem. But the biggest problem, it's the coaches. Coaches, your job is to protect. We have bad officials out there. They don't know what's going on. Help them in the process by not trying to, to create a situation where the refs are just emotionally checked out because of confusion and all that because they're going to hear it from the parents. Educate your parents and say, calm down. These officials don't know what they're doing. It's okay. Just kind of like the FIFA World Cup. There's a lot of weird stuff happening there. I think money was involved in that one, but um, it is what it is. But coaches, call you know whoever you're competing with, those you have to do a better job. It cannot be win at all costs. It needs to be protect the kids at all costs. We can't be in a situation where it becomes violent, and it's going to be violent. I predict this is going to be the most violent winter uh, high school season ever. As far as injuries, concussions, all of this can be way through the roof because the officials are very bad, and the coaches don't care. As a whole, they don't care. They care about winning. They've got to win. they got to feel the emotion and all the adrenaline and all that stuff. Check yourself. Look in the mirror. Why are we here? Why are we here? It is what it is. Play the game. Have a little integrity and allow the process to happen and protect the kids. And if a kid gets out of hand, remove them from the flipping field. Because the refs are not going to do it. They're not going to give a red card. They, I don't even know what they're going to do. Actually, they might, and it'll be random, but I don't know. But let's get on with the show and talk about the big problem with Elite 64. In this tournament that happened, uh, Elite 64 in Florida, which cancels players from being eligible, you need to check your roster because a lot of these kids are just won't tell the truth, um, and the, they're being advised by their club coaches not to say anything. You better double-check your rosters because all this stuff on USYS Elite 64, it's posted online. There's video and all that stuff. We had to watch video of certain athletes to make sure they didn't put our program at risk, and they still deny that they played this Elite 64 scam. It's a problem. So I'm going to show you this video promoting the Elite 64. Make sure you have, like, a barf bag because it's so disgusting. Watching it. Just have a barf bag nearby. What the flip? Uh, jet's running all over the place. So we're going to show you the video, and it's a tearjerker, but you got to watch it. It's going to make you sick.
USYS National League. Now in the hands with a new elite competition. Wait for it. Wait for it. Eight groups. National finals. Oh my word. In Florida. Elite 64. Oh my gosh. Uh, did you feel the chills? Did you feel it? Did, uh, oh my gosh. Gosh, that was amazing. I feel so good right now. My son, my daughter plays in Elite 64. Did you see that video? Uh, criminal. That That's criminal. It's so criminal that they put that bull crap on there. They've created this whole spectacle. If you play here, look, you might get drafted in the MLS or, or the Women's Professional League. You're, you're going to make the national team. Look at these tackles and stuff. It's amazing. This is where it it's all about let's it's add some music look at the past look at the future are you kidding me this is such crap and if you're a coach that showed this video and you emailed it to your parents look this is what we're going to play in come support us stay don't do a high school play in one tournament with us and let me train your your sons and daughters uh, so i can keep collecting monthly fees to do those things uh, it's disgusting it, it's it's such a travesty that this crap goes on. It's always a gimmick. It's always something new. It's always a new name. It's going to be DA. It's going to be MLS Next. It's going to be ECNL. It's going to be ECL Pro. It's going to be the USL Pro League. It's going to be uh, it's on. It's going to be regional league. It's going to be national league. It's going to be Elite Sixty Four. It's going to be the, uh, the the women's whatever. And there's people in a dark room right now going through. All right, what's the next scam? I kid you not. That's what they're doing. That's what I did it. I know. I, I know how it works. You have to. I did it. I get it. But at least when I was doing it, I was at least training kids to be flipping better. But I get it. I know what's going on. Everyone has to feed their families. If they don't create a gimmick, how are they going to take your monthly fees through the holiday season? And if they want you bad enough, to say, hey, we have a tournament that's coming up December 8th. Yes, high school season starts at this time. Uh, you'll be uh, ineligible, but it's a it's a college showcase. Well, let me double check. Let's check with the AIA. Uh, can we do this? It's a college showcase. Is it count of the one of the three uh, tryouts we do or ODP? And they come back and say no. Okay, we'll just go, don't tell anybody. They'll never know. Just don't admit fault. They video of it. We, it's AIA. AIA is nuts. It, it doesn't take much for them to end teams. It's happened every year. Two, three programs that are like entering state, they'll cancel, gone, gone, gone. It happens all the time. Oh, there's one kid that played um, with, um, they have a church they go to, and they were just doing pickup, no referee, in church clothes, just doing pickup after church with their congregation. Gone, forfeit the whole team. It's nuts. And you're going to try to pull this off? It's insanity. And if you are a coach, if you are a parent, or if you are part of the pro problem of, hey, we're going to do this, we're going to keep it a secret and, and not tell and try to crucify an entire uh, team and ruin seniors' year, is it, do something like that, you're disgusting. You, you are the problem. It, that's pay to play. Hey, stay with me. Help me fly me and my family to Florida so um, you know I can have it paid for it. I can have a family trip so we can get our butt kicked in Florida and play in some rec tournament because of, of a video. Oh, look, you're going to go You're gonna go pro. You're going to get drafted because you played in Florida. Are you kidding me? Here is the problem. Here's the problem. This is what we have. We have nothing but dishonesty. Uh, if we were able to tell the truth, 
it, it would be such a better place if only parents heard the truth about their sons and daughters. It would sound like this, uh, before you put the video in, Jack, um, you have to understand, we, we need more honesty. And I get we have to be nice because people are, you know, stress and anxiety and all that stuff and depression and stuff. I get it. But eventually we have to be honest. But what we need to happen is this. It's never the kid's fault for lack of talent. It's the coach. <laughs> you ever get this family, they got to complain to the coach? They come up to the coach, coach, want to come here? Yeah. Hi, we're the Gibsons. <laughs> Just wondering why my child Tyler's not participating in the, in the game with the rest of the kids. Because he stinks. Because he stinks. It, it, it is a problem. We need more honesty in them and these parents. It's a, it's a whole cultural thing in, in America. It, we have a big problem. We have coaches that are a problem. The organization's are the problem and it's the parents because they want, they need, they need to fill some Instagram uh, post or whatever. They just need some grasp of like identity through their children. Like they're going to make it, they're going to get a division one uh, scholarship. So on Saturday night, I can tell my friends, look at my son, my daughter, I'm, I'm paying all this money, but she's elite. She's part of the elite 64. There's only eight clubs or eight regions or whatever they're doing. It's, we got to stop lying to ourselves. We have to let kids be kids. But if you truly, truly wanted your kids to be better and you wanted your kids to elevate, stop depending on a program, stop depending on a coach, and look yourself in the flipping eyeballs in the mirror and say, where's the, where's the effort? Where's the work rate? Where's the repetition? I, I just told, uh, told a, a, a group I was coaching, and I'm like, uh, practice makes what? And they're like, permanent. Um, and no, it does not. It doesn't, practice doesn't make perfect or permanent, does not. All it does is makes you maybe a little bit better. And you have to do it over and over and over again. I'm so frustrated watching kids never work on basic technique of passing and receiving. Simple faint and move. Yeah way to finish, finish in different varieties and just all these things, you know, defending in such a way and really taking those skills. And there's so many to go through, but just stick with the simple process of uh, passing and trapping. If you're not working on that skill set every day, you're, you're, you're not going to progress to the next level, but these kids don't, you know why? Because we create this whole illusion of, Oh, we need to be here. I got to wear this color or I got to wear Nike and I got to wear, I got to, I got to be part of that club because they have a name and you know, my coach has an accent and everything and all these things versus you need to work on your technique every day because guess what? The clubs aren't going to show you. And guess what? Children, children watching the show, don't listen. Don't listen to the advice of these coaches or parents unless they're telling you, Go get the reps. Be like Kobe Bryant. Get Kobe Bryant math. Just outwork your opponent. You can't depend. Oh, I practice Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And the gas it costs me and my family is in the thousands. But I do that nonstop. Six hours a week of training. And sometimes I play two hours on the weekend. 
eight hours a week. How about uh, train before school, after school, before practice, after practice, get the repetition because practice does not make permanent. That's the craziness that we think, oh, I already know I pass and trap. No, you don't. No, you don't. You have to do it over and over again until it becomes something different. Find a wall, hit it over and over again. You don't have to go to Florida to flip and play. Jack, questions? Not really. Okay, good. So I was going to out this coach. He's a friend, friend of mine on Facebook about what he did. This coach lied to the parents, the kids. He had them lie to the high school coaches. I'm not going to out him, but you know who you are, and hopefully you're watching the show. And you need to look yourself in the mirror, apologize to all those families and those kids, and potentially some high schools that you put in, at risk of uh, forfeiting their season. Uh, I'm not going to say the name, but he exists. And it's disgusting what they did. And I, I don't know what kind of world we're living in. We're, we're, we're doing that because you put so much money into a trip to Florida and you don't want to waste it because you know my, my wife will get upset or whatever it might be. But now you're, I mean, the, the amount of lies that are being spread and, and just, you know, just having children perpetuate your lie and, and convince themselves that they're not lying. It just, it's, it's gross. It's not worth any amount of money. None. So should you play club during high school season and, and not play high school season? Sure. Go ahead. Do whatever you want. Do you, but don't lie about it. But to rob kids, the opportunity to represent their school, the opportunity to, to gain leadership qualities, to be able to work with others, to play in front of a crowd that's different than the club crowd you get. Um, just, something different. They need a break from club and the monotony of club club has enough club would always fight with AIA in Arizona to do all year round to do both or whatever. And I'm glad I initially wasn't glad that there, you couldn't do both, but I'm glad it's that way because the kids need a break from club. And the only reason club wants to go 12 months, it's not because, Oh, they're going to get ruined at high school. Not saying they won't, um, but they're going they're going to, they want to do that so they can keep getting monthly fees. I know this. When I, when I did club for money, it, yeah, those three months were devastating. I get it. But, you know, they need a break. They need a break. And, and it's not, it's not good. So uh, club or high school, I choose high school. And hopefully your coach is not someone that's going to do what I see a lot of, which is, be violent. Let the kids be violent, which is a problem because the officials aren't going to do anything about it. The coaches need to step up as adults and fix it. Questions? Yeah, we got one. Um, uh, someone asks, uh, what are your thoughts on PSG Phoenix? I don't know. I don't know enough about PSG Phoenix. It's just another scam, but I don't think... I think it, I rate, rate um, coaches... There's good coaches at PSG, I'm sure. Um, there's good coaches in every club. It's just as a whole, it's not. As an as a as a state association, as a national organization, we don't we don't have it 
downright. It's all about winning. And Phoenix PSG, <clears throat> they have to uphold a certain standard because I think they're under um, probation or something that if they don't meet certain standards, they lose their, their name or whatever. So when they lose their name, uh, what are they going to be next? Comment, let us know what is the next name PSG is going to be. Yeah. It, it's kind of, it, they're going to, if they lose their name, they'll, they'll come with another name. They're not going to say Far West because Far West only lasted so long and then they became the, uh, or first they were AYSO, like All Stars, and then they became Far West and then they became, um, what, what was PSG called before? West Valley. Yeah. And then now PSG. And they'll change again. They'll keep changing. It, it always changes because you need another gimmick. So people to, you know can subscribe to something else. Kind of like AZFC became Surf. So whatever. Yeah, we got another question too. Yeah. All right. Um, Michael asks, what do you suggest your high school players do when the high school season is over? Oh, find a wall and work on your technique. So, it, and and I'm actually working on doing a series of videos, um, how to just train in your backyard. Show them our backyard, Jack. So I, I on my YouTube channel, I have videos of me training. So if you want to see full sessions in my backyard, I have them on YouTube free. Go check them out. Um, it's there's a yeah, and. And I'm willing to make part of the show, like I'll, I'll show you, and maybe we start doing that in the new year and comment, let us know if you would like that, that we do an educational portion where we, I show you what my preference, preference is on how to receive the ball and how to play the ball and um, you know how you can develop technique that'll last you for a lifetime and you can develop. And that's the thing with, with what I teach typically is – the technical stuff, and I, and I focus on individual technique. I, the tactics, yeah, I do do it, but my number one's individual technique because tactics mean nothing if kids can't handle the ball under pressure. Um, but comment, let us know. Would you like us to do like a five-minute portion every show showing you in our backyard of just basic ne- technical things that we should be asking our kids doing should do at home? Because ultimately, because I'm, I'm trying to revamp our, our show. I want to be more positive and be more educational where we're like, okay, you, you, you cried enough and uh, about everything and you need to uh, teach a little bit. What, you know, what are you talking about? Like kind of thing. So yeah, re- revamp the hammers. So yeah, uh, hammers never again. I'm never doing club again. I mean, I do state 48 because I coach my son because of, they were short coaches, so I stepped in, and uh, worst experience of my life. It's it's a lot of flipping work, man. It's just too much. I get why you need to pay coaches because it's too much. Parents text. I had a parent text me like three times during the World Cup final today. And I'm like, what? Why are you texting me? Aren't you watching the game? And I, I turned my phone off. I'm like, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, yeah. We have a problem, but uh, yeah, that, that that was an issue. But what else? Anything else before the show yeah. comes to complete end? Aaron asks, um, "What do you think of putting my seven-year-old daughter in the boys' division?" Oh, brilliant! Do it if you can have your daughter play with boys as long as humanly possible. That that would be huge. 
that that'd be huge on their development. A lot of the best players in the world were were developed by boys playing against boys. They're just a repeat mode. Well, Phoenix College just won uh, on the women's side the national championship. Seven of them I remember because I recruited them uh, to play on Ryan's team. All Hispanic girls. We we uh, went to the Hispanic uh, leagues and recruited all these girls to play with uh, my daughter's team because we didn't have enough girls. And uh, we found them all in the Hispanic leagues playing with boys. And they're amazing. They And they maintained that till like 14. These girls are studs, and they proved it by winning the national title. It's amazing. And a girl that's four foot 11 was the MVP of the national tournament. Hispanic stud. Stud. But um, playing with boys. Yeah, it, it's helpful. It's very helpful. All right. I think the show. And so next Sunday, um, we won't be on it. It is Christmas, but we will be taping and posting on Sunday night. It won't be live of our, uh, our Christmas game. Well, well, the parents win or the children for year 11. And make sure you don't forget, like and subscribe to this YouTube channel. Keep us going. Give us a reason to keep reinventing ourselves like they do in soccer clubs throughout the country. That's what we'd like to do. All right. Well, seeing that there's no more, and yeah, email me at coachcamerapodcast at gmail.com. If there's specific topics you want us to cover, we will cover it. It's about you. It's about the more you guys comment, give us content. We'll cover that content the best of our ability, and we will definitely improve our show. We are entering into a new year, 2023. We're hopeful that we'll be more educational based versus let's rip on everybody base, which is not you know, a great thing to do. I, I'd rather be happy and positive in this new year for 2023. could be very, very interesting, says Nortradamus. You can Google that. Pretty scary stuff. All right. You can find us on iHeartRadio, Google Play, or wherever else podcasts are found. Spotify, we're video and audio, just like Joe Rogan on Spotify. Find us everywhere or go to coachcamera.com where I never update, but it's a website that's still there. Thinking about selling my name. You want coachcamera.com? Let me know. You can buy it because I don't use it. Anyways, we're out. Peace. Thanks.